Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. What is up, everybody? This is Brayden from Flint Mastering, and I am the host and content curator of the Mixing Music Podcast exclusive episodes. And today we have for you an exclusive archive, which means you're going to hear an exclusive episode that DK and I recorded almost a year ago. You're going to have the chance to hear what our exclusive episodes are all about and how much fun and learning goes on between me and DK as we discuss technical tips and important techniques in relation to producing mixing and mastering. If you enjoy this episode and you'd like to be a part of the exclusive content we provide twice a week, you can do so by heading over to mixingmusicpodcast.com forward slash exclusive. Thank you so much for listening. We love you. We appreciate you. And we couldn't do this podcast without you. I hope you enjoy this episode of the exclusive archives. And with that, happy mixing, my friends, and stay saucy. Welcome, everyone, to this exclusive subscriber-only episode of the Mixing Music Podcast. I am your host, Brayden from Flint Mastering. First and foremost, thank you so much for being here, and joining me today is our favorite, the beloved, the one and only, Daddy DK. (laughs) Hello, hello, hello. I am your father. Hello. (laughs) I I paused because I was trying to say something else, and I was like, I don't know what else to say. So then I just launched into daddy. <laughs> My bad. This is no, weird now for everyone. No, this is great. This is great. Let's let's go <laughs> directly into the awkwardness. Um, uh, yeah. W- cool. Welcome me and uh, to uh, the Mixing Music Podcast with DK and Lou and sometimes Brayden. Cool. <laughs> I feel like that should be on the cover of the podcast now. And sometimes Brayden in, po- in parentheses. <laughs> sometimes Brayden. We'll have like it has on our mixing music podcast logo. It's my head and Lou's head, and then very small in the bottom right corner is like a Braden head. <laughs> it's it, but it's not even like animated the same way. It's just like a photoshopped you just smiling. <laughs> so it just like kind of throws cropped. you off. <laughs> it's just cropped <laughs> in a weird angle. Anyway, uh, welcome oh, to the mixing music podcast awesome. exclusive edition. Thank you so much for subscribing. You are the reason you butter my toast because you subscribe to the mixing music podcast. Uh, Braden and I are forever grateful, um, and uh, yeah, they, well, let's get this show on the road. All right, yeah, baby, you butter DK's toast and you tickle my fancy. All right, here we go, right into it. Today we're going to listen to a clip from Dave Pensato. You're going to hear from him a lot. He's got so much stuff on the internet, and he's such a good guy to learn from, and uh, he's all about educating and helping. Um, so that people can come up in the game faster. So today we're going to listen to a clip from him. He's going to tell us about the importance of room treatment and acoustics and how he did not realize how important it was till later in his career. So with that, Dave Pensato, roll the tape. Room treatment is probably as important and sometimes more important than monitors. You can buy a 
a $200,000 set of monitors and put them in a poorly treated room and you'll, you'll be very disappointed, probably. Uh, I, I didn't realize that for a long, long time. Probably, uh, I've been engineering now probably 30, 40 years and, and it wasn't until about the last five or six years where I really, really, really realized how important that was. Okay, so in that clip, Dave talks about the importance of acoustic treatment. He didn't realize it till later on in his career. And so hopefully we're catching you early enough in your career to stress the importance of it so you'll be able to get it and improve your mixes even quicker. So DK, give us your thoughts on acoustic treatments and the importance of them. Yes, yes, yes. As all y'all know, I'm not really a snob for analog equipment. And all of that energy that most people spend on analog equipment, I put and double down on speakers. I am a huge fan and very, very picky with my studio monitors. I've try, I try and try and try a lot of different brands in different locations and different rooms with different acoustic treatments. And this is as much as I love speakers and studio monitors... I cannot stress the importance of acoustic treatment. Um, it's interesting that even if you have really cheap $300 studio monitors, or maybe even less, whatever, the room acoustics does change quite a bit. Uh, things reflect, and not just reflections, but sustained notes. We need notes to die. There's um, the RT60, right, which is just how long different frequencies resonate in a room. And uh, those resonances are you need to get rid of. Now, you can always use software like SoundID where you can actually change the EQ of what's coming out of your speakers, but you can't really change the resonances and how long different frequencies are sustaining in a room without the use of absorption, diffusion, things of that nature, acoustic treatment. Now, I am a big stickler for acoustic treatment, but at the same time, I'm not overly obsessed. So I'm very practical with it. Yes, it is absolutely important. You should get something. And I would even go as far as to say, uh, just like Dave said, there's no point of buying $200,000 studio monitors if you have no in a dry, bare-bones room. Now, there's, there's many different tutorials on YouTube of building your own. Um, and I would say, first off, first and foremost, if you're listening right now, those... Uh, one to two inch foam panels that are really cheap that you can buy, uh, and I'm gonna drop names here like Oralex. Uh, those are bullshit and don't really do much. They do something, so I'm not gonna say they do nothing, but they do not do much in the mid range and below. So it's, it's mostly the upper, the upper mid range and top end if you can even get down to the upper mid range. Thickness does matter quite a bit. So if you make acoustic panels with 703 Owens Corning or um, some uh, rock wool or anything like that, and you make it six inches deep versus 0.6 inches deep, it's going to have a dramatic difference on your acoustic absorption properties, and you're going to be able to absorb much lower frequencies. Uh, I'm sure that most people listening are advanced enough to kind of know how acoustics work, um, but the point is... Um, please prioritize and budget more for, even if you spend more money on your monitors, make sure that you think about how much money or how much you spend and prioritize acoustics. So I'm not saying spend more money on your acoustics. You can spend more money on your monitors. Just make sure that acoustics is a higher priority and recognize that speakers 
change with good acoustics and you need to have great acoustics to not only mix better and hear diff- all your frequencies better, but to let your speakers perform the way that they're intended to perform. Um, Brayden, I know that we've talked a lot about how even just moving a panel changes the frequency spectrum in, uh, when we, you like analyze it on Sound ID or Room Wizard EQ, which is a free room analysis app. You just need to have some sort of omnidirectional, uh, super accurate uh, like um, microphone. You can buy those pretty easily. Uh, even the even the you you can even buy the actual microphones from Sound ID. Just use like Room Wizard IQ, uh, EQ. Anyway, uh, so you can do sweeps and figure out things like you've noticed that when you removed your desk and put your keyboard on your lap, you had nice frequency change. Um, Not just acoustic treatment here. I'm going to add another thing on top of this. A positioning of speakers. I talk about this sometimes on like the mainstream, um, the podcast is the free podcast stuff is, is I would say when you move into a new room or get new speakers, or even if you're in an existing room that you're not happy with, you should thoughtfully, carefully analyze and, and, uh, experiment how high up you put the speakers above the ground and like ear level or lower or higher um, distance away from the front and back walls difference distance away how far apart they are from each other so distance from the side walls how far like all of these things have a dramatic difference especially in the low end and can totally change your speakers like it will not feel like the same speakers um, and it it's very very important that you do these things thoughtfully uh, and there's lots of YouTube videos out there that can teach you how to properly place speakers and to add acoustic treatment around after you find the right placement um, around the speakers, and, and you can move on from there. Uh, Brayden, I want to ask you your experience, because recently you were kind of experimenting with your acoustic treatment, and you're going to be moving into a new place, and you're going to have to re-experiment all over again. Uh, what was your process when you cha- started changing things, and what are you kind of expecting when you move to your new spot? So with my process, it was <clears throat> I was getting advice from another mastering engineer that was uh, telling me what to do, and quite frankly, I didn't really feel like it was working <laughs> when I first started uh, a couple months ago, probably back in January or December when I really started experimenting with my acoustics. Um and then I talked to a couple other people, different mastering engineers that I felt like knew a little bit more what they were doing. And then that's when things really started to come together. And uh, what I will say is kind of the process I went through was first and foremost, I set up my speakers, I think, in four different positions in my room. Uh, my room is almost a square, one foot. Uh, the walls are like two inches apart from being the exact same length. Um, so... That being said, traditionally, you want to set up like long ways. Like if it's a rectangle, you want the long walls to be on the sides. But in my case, because of the way my room was shaped, I actually did the opposite. And it's only a two-inch difference, so it wasn't that big a deal. Um, But uh, if I had gone the other way, there would have been like really big base buildups and problems and things like that. So I measured the room with Sound ID reference or uh, Sonarworks, as a lot of people refer to it that's also its name um and then saw what the frequency response of my room was where there were dips where there were boosts um and then from there i started with bass traps in the front corners and then i went to rfz panels and then i got a cloud and the cloud helped with the room mode so a lot of times in uh especially in home studios 
the ceiling and the floor will resonate at a specific frequency, and that is your room mode. And it causes like these big spikes in uh, a certain frequency range. So a cloud can help with that, specifically like a thick six-inch base cloud. Uh, putting like a big fat carpet down on the floor, I think, sometimes can help. But basically, that was my like method of attack: was base traps, RFZ panels cloud and then like dk said i took the desk out of my studio uh i noticed a uh, famous mix engineer do that so i tried it it actually i had like a really big dip in my room at like 500 hertz and i didn't like the way that um it was being corrected by my eq correction stuff <laughs> so i was like how can i solve this so i took the desk out of my room and it actually fixed it it totally fixed the problem and it was the reflections from my desk so that's something to experiment with uh the positioning of your desk the size of your desk uh you can try a lap desk you can try a tiny desk um and then like dk said positioning your speakers making sure that they're angled inwards but not like pointing directly at your ears kind of like it's as if they're going like right past the edge of your ears is what I have learned to be the sweet spot for uh, positioning, making sure that your listening triangle is equilateral. Uh, excuse me, I said triangle. <laughs> triangle is equilateral um, so that it's the same distance from speaker to speaker as it is from speaker to ear. Uh, with moving into my new place, I have contacted an acoustician who specifically designs studios to get advice from him on what to do. Um, so I'm excited to get in the new space. It's actually going to be a little bit bigger than what I've got now, which I am really happy about. And, um, yeah, I'm just going to work with an acoustician because especially for mastering speaker choice and room treatment are numbers one and two interchangeably, probably speak, uh, room treatments, probably number one, especially for mastering. Um, so I'm excited. I'm really looking forward to it. I'm excited to be in a new space and, uh, see what I can do with the acoustics in there. But um, just to kind of, uh, oh yeah, sorry, go ahead. No, I was going to say, I think you brought up a couple of good points. Like if you're looking to get some help there, you can find access to acousticians. Like if you just Google search some like mastering engineers in your area, usually mastering engineers have a very good insight and you can maybe even pay them for some consulting or maybe they just want to hang out and are willing to help out. But oftentimes mastering engineers do specialize in acoustics. I think that that's something to bring out. So if you need some help yourself, um, you can talk to other engineers and specifically master engineers. Um, and uh, yeah, I, it's not bad or weird to ask for help of professionals, uh, whether you pay or you can find someone that's willing to just come hang out and do it for free as, as a buddy thing, um, or just like get some consultation going. Um, yeah, getting professional help if you are unsure of what to do can help you because honestly, the last thing is because it's just a lot of experimenting, like you finding out what your room mode is, like pulling out the desk and how that's affecting getting a cloud and how that affects it. Um, this is this is a long-term learning game that like genuinely just comes from experience and just trying different things. So even if you're in the same room, I mean, I think like even in simplified feng, sh feng shui, uh, they, they say, you know, move things around in your room every once in a while. Uh, you can do that. You can do that. I, maybe that's not. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know what feng shui is. So. Okay, yeah. Anyway, um, I, I, I think that's the right. I think that's what I'm saying. Anyway, uh, so, <laughs> yeah, feel free to experiment. Maybe you might get a better sound out of your room. And I know that I've done that a lot with these same exact speakers. I've moved them around a couple times. And, and now I'm at a very happy point. But because I know that other speakers, 
other spots did not sound as good. I know, and I'm the most confident with where I'm at right now as far as like speaker placement and myself placement, like where I put myself in front of my speakers. Um, so just some things to think about. It is super important, and I hope that it helps you mix better. Absolutely. And I, the last thing I'll say is a lot of acoustic treatment companies will offer some kind of free room advice. GIK um, specifically, like, yeah. GIK, I, I hit up Music City Acoustics in Nashville. They did a free thing. They even did like 3D modeling of my room. It was really quite impressive. Um, but yeah, so if you need help, like like for myself, even though I'm a mastering engineer, uh, I suck at physics. So acoustics is like, <laughs> it can be difficult for me sometimes. So that's why I'm even enlisting the help of someone who knows better than I do. Um, but yeah, so if you don't have any acoustic treatment, stop buying analog gear and get some and uh focus on that it will improve your mixes much more than a new compressor or microphone will and um it will improve your mixing skills it improves your room everything will translate better and overall you'll be happier which means your clients will be happier which means your clients will refer more people to you and you will get more work and everyone will be happier because a rising tide lifts all boats i just learned that phrase this past week so i wanted to use it yeah do as the romans do (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> what? when in when in rome uh, no, it's, it's my favorite my favorite idiom or misuse of an idiom is anchorman when he's like yeah when in rome and she's like i don't think that applies to that situation he's like when in rome so i just want to say do as the romans yeah when in rome do as the romans do that's the i think uh, got it what was your phrase right rising who i'm so uh, bad at t- Bro, I'm like famously bad. Like among my friends, I am like notoriously bad with American idioms. I've genuinely thought for the longest time it was don't make a mountain out of a mole hole. First off, it <laughs> rhymes and moles make holes, not not hills. So that makes a lot more sense. And and don't make a mountain out of a mole hill is stupid, okay? <laughs> I agree. I agree. There's like so many different things that I just Every time I try to say an American, I don't remember the right one, or I've never heard of it before. There's, that's like the one very Japanese side of me. I may not have an accent, but I just don't understand American idioms. <laughs> yeah, a rising, a rising tide lifts all ships. Alabama so roll tide. In. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't know. <laughs> a rising tide raises all ships. Rises, yeah. So when the rise. tide comes in, it you know it raises and lowers. Anyway, this doesn't matter. What does that have to do with acoustics? <laughs> because if your acoustics are better, your mixing will be better, which means your clients will be happier, oh. which means they will refer you to more people who will then come to you, and then you make more money. Everyone's happier with their product. The tide is rising, so all, everyone's ship is rising as well. Yes, and then you can say that you learned something from this podcast, and. Sp- then you can say thank you, Brayden, and Brayden gets <laughs> some love. Everybody, give Brayden some love. Follow it on Flint at Flint Mastering on Instagram. Give him some love. Just tap in and be like, "Hey, Brayden, I heard that you you have uh, you know uh, you, you you like back scratches or say something say something like that along that nature." Um, yeah. Don't don't shoot say me that a that. DM with a what random fact about me you think you've heard. You think you've I heard that you can grow half mustache. Only on the right side of your face. <laughs> Just spreading this false is what you, rumors. This is what you pay for, folks. <laughs> Technical details followed by nonsense. <laughs> well, thank you so much for listening anyway. to the exclusive yes. episodes. You want to sign us off?
Absolutely. Thank you so much for listening. We love you. We appreciate you. Thank you for your subscription. And as always, check out the Mixing Music Discord. Check out DK's Twitch stream and give us a five-star rating if you enjoy it. Also, check out our new merch that we've dropped. It's super dope. You can get DK and lose faces on your shirts and mugs and stickers and all that stuff so you never have to be without Daddy DK. But with that said, DK, sign us off. Happy mixing, my friends, and stay saucy. special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low, net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.